Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. This episode of The Kindness Project was recorded live on Facebook during lockdown, which explains why we're probably still talking about being stuck indoors. I hope you're enjoying your time outside to the fullest, and thanks for listening to The Kindness Project. Kindness Project, we talk about being back in the office, catching Pokemon and obsessions. Good morning and welcome to the Kindness Project Live on the 3rd of June. Can you believe it's June June already? already. June already. We are um, uh, back in the office. It's just me and you. And it's weird because it's such a large building and we are the only ones in here at the minute. How you doing? Spooky doodle. (laughs) Spooky doodle. I'm joined by a 16-year-old girl who still uses the phrase... Spooky Doodle, <laughs> it's Charlotte Dames. And I'm joined by a man who finishes all of his games to completion, it's Chris Dames. Uh, yeah, you know what, I am a bit of a completionist, um, but I was saying, uh, there's certain games that you give a bit more of, mm. but you're you're still playing Pokemon at the minute, aren't I you? I love Pokemon, don't, don't diss people playing Pokemon. You know what, during lockdown, when you've done your daily exercise, you've been out capturing Pokemon, haven't you? Pokemon Go is great. Like, like Pokemon Go has had a bit of a resurgence because in, in my life, I don't know about any other, anyone else's, but like yeah, what I you got, what you call? Huh? What uh, you call? Lots of stuff. Right. I've hatched a lot of eggs as well. Okay, that means nothing to me. Well, I've never played Pokemon, so <laughs> basically, when you go to a Pokestop uh, or a gym, you can spin the thing, um, and it will give you items, and sometimes it gives you eggs, and you put them in the incubator, and you have to walk a certain distance to make them hatch. Are you getting any of this? <laughs> Genuinely, anybody watching, do you do you know what's going on with Pokemon? Um, yeah, interestingly, um, I remember sitting. <laughs> in a cafe in Paris about, probably about eight or nine years ago, and you tried to explain Pokemon yeah. then. But you tried to pretend you didn't want to, like, sort of, because you were only eight or nine at the time, and you, you didn't want to go straight into Pokemon conversation, so you went, Dad, what's your favourite colour? And then I, I went, I know, blue. And you went, what's your... You're a water Pokemon. I thought I was a bloke trying to draw a glass of wine without an eight-year-old yabbering in my ear about Pokemon. That was that was the time I spent a lot of time on the Pokemon website, like kind of yeah. studying the Pokedex. So unofficial. We'll, we'll get onto the question of the podcast in a minute. <laughs> but unofficial question of the podcast is: What was the last thing you were? Uh, obsessed with what was the last thing and I think we'll make that the next official question of the podcast what was the last thing that you really got into in a big way what did you get into and really enjoyed getting into in a big way it's not just Pokemon Go I'm playing it's also um, Pokemon Masters which is another app okay Um, (laughs) (laughs) how many games has Pokemon got there's about a million of them, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, there's loads. You've not only got the main series, which has, you know, the, the parallel games I was talking to you about earlier. Welcome to the Kindish Project Pokemon edition. Um, um, then it's also got, like, the Rangers game and the Mystery Dungeons game and the apps. Okay. Thank you for that, Charlotte, that yeah. Pokemon education. Yeah. This is, you are still watching the Kindish Project. Yeah. Uh, um, I want to talk about the visual question of the podcast which was yours today wasn't it they usually yeah mine and then you adapt them and then true I haven't adapted this one so do you want to share it okay Uh, 
so it should still be the same as if it is on, as it is on my Word document. So, if they made a reality show about your life, what would it be called? What would it be called? Yeah. So, um, reality show, uh, it's your show, you're the star. What are they going to call it? And where can people get in touch with us? Okay, so if you're currently watching this, welcome to our Facebook page, guys. Uh, if you're not currently watching this, you're listening to this, which is great, because... Oh, this, that's how this started. This, that's our. <laughs> it was. It was still going strong. Yeah. 100, 120 odd episodes in. Okay, so if you want to find our Facebook page, you just have to search the Kindness Project podcast in the Facebook search bar. There's one in Google as well, and if you search the same thing, we should come up. At just the search Kindness Project. We're there. Yeah. Uh, is it Twitter? I'm just going to say Instagram, but Twitter and Instagram is the same. It's at Ola Kindness. And our email is that is with a that that is with a H by the way. But for two years, <laughs> um, Charlotte's been unable to pronounce the H for some reason. It's at Holla Kindness, okay. isn't it? Okay. <laughs> what is it? Holla. Well, right, let's try again. Holla, Holla. <laughs> It was, a, it was a mistake the first two times. Now I just do it the last job. <laughs> no, you do. Two years, that joke's been running. Um, so, at Kindness, you can get in touch with us. You uh, can email, a, email us at... at thekindnessproject.co.uk Again, that's Holla. <laughs> H with a H at the start. Um, and uh, anything else? Friendry United, MySpace... I think we had to get rid of those. Yeah. I think they got... Ask Jeeves. <laughs> Anything like that. I don't know. Can you find us on eBay? Oh, no, you can get Kindness Project merch if you wanted a Kindness Project yeah. T-shirt or polo or phone case or any of that sort of stuff. That's all available at www.thekindnessproject.co.uk forward slash merch and 100% of the money goes to um, the Chris Dames retirement fund. No, um, <laughs> the, uh, uh, it goes to charity. Mm. So thank you for that. Um, so what if you were there to make a reality TV show on your for your name, what would it be called? Hi to Sandy who's watching. Hi to Steve. Hi to Russ. Hi to Barry. Hi to Alan. And hi to Lorraine. They were watching live. We appreciate you tuning in. Um, shall we crack straight on with what? Well, the topics are supposed to be video games, so I've done my little rant. It's now your turn to talk about what I've, video game you've been playing. I've got nothing to share, to be honest. I'm, I mean, I'm playing a game at the minute, but I'm just getting into it, and we do talk about video games quite a lot. Yeah, so it's one of those things where we can actually talk about it and not kind of fumble through it and go... Okay, well, let, let's talk about Dave Falls Dyke Silver Lining. Okay, <laughs> um, uh, I do have one other topic. I've got a, what's the other topic? I'm just going to read you some riddles and see if you can get Go on, and give me another riddle. Except I didn't pick, pick them out very well because I wasn't wearing my glasses when I opened <laughs> the page. So I don't actually know what's on this page. Oh, hundred odd episodes in, and still is showing Bullock as ever. Yes, okay. What can't Sorry, on that on that website you're checking at the minute, it does say riddles for kids, doesn't it? That's under the normal riddles. Alright, okay. But if you can't get this if... one, I will be using the riddles for kids. <laughs> can I can we start with the riddles for kids and then move up to the adult okay, riddles? Okay, okay. David's parents have three sons. Snap crackle, and what's the name of the third son? David. Yeah, there we go. Give me another one. Give me another kid's one, because it, it's boosting my confidence. <laughs> go on. Well, it has many keys, but can't open a single lock. It's many keys. A locksmith. No. Uh, don't know. A piano. Oh, 
course it is. One more, one more kids one, because my confidence went up and then it dipped and now it needs to go up again. Where does today come before yesterday? Where does today come before yesterday? In the dictionary. Hey, you want a right. tricky one now? I- Patronise me! Oh, well done. You got the kid. You got the kids ones right. Well done. So easy. Uh, go on, give me another one. Okay, okay. Let's use the bottom. Take your time. We love a bit yeah. of dead air on the Kylie's well, project. I can't talk, but we'll reply when spoken to. Siri. <laughs> she can talk. Alexa. Though. Does she can talk though? It's not really talking, is it? Program responses is still talking. I don't know whether I don't know whether that counts. Um, what can can't talk but can respond when spoken to a dog no he can respond when spoken to suppose suppose that's not the answer I was looking for what was the answer you were looking for an echo Maybe. Anyway, on that note, on that, <laughs> on that note, we might well. we might continue with the riddles. Um, but it's fun watching but, you try and figure but, them out. But we might like, we might <laughs> stay we might stay below the title that says kids riddles because I seem to be a bit uh, a bit better than them at them. Um, on that note, let's share Dave Four's like silver linings. Yep. Um, today's Silver Linings um, is all about fundraising for the NHS, starting with food and drink. Um, Scottish brewer Brewdog has launched a new beer with profits going towards making hand sanitizer for the NHS. Barnard Castle Eye Test Hazy IPA is available to pre-order online. Nice. Well done, Brewdog. I do love a Brewdog. I haven't had a draft beer, like beer out of a pump, for months i've never had one <laughs> you don't you and i never will no no okay fine uh, actress catherine winnick has launched a fundraising burger winnick wonder burger is now available pick it up pick it up catherine um winnick wonder burger is now available to buy on uber eats proceeds will go to supporting frontline workers and serious toilet tissues are also donating 100% of their profits to the NHS. The loo rolls are made with 100% recycled materials. Um, and on that note, we've got some more um, of Dave's you silver linings. I scrolled up. Um, uh, that's uh, a dance one. Let's have a look on here. Uh, today's silver linings is Vogue has replaced the usual model on the front cover of their magazine with a train driver, a midwife, and a supermarket assistant. Mm. I was talking to Mum the other day about. Did you see what Banksy did? Um, he did that yeah. mural for the hospital where all of the like, Superman and yeah. Spider Man are in the box and, and Batman and all that. Yeah. And, and the kids playing with the nurse. Yeah. I think one of the positive, most positive things to come out of this lockdown period is a newfound respect mm. for the people who look up for us and care for us when we're not well. I mean, I, I just, I think, I think we, we should make sure we don't forget that. And the couple from Leeds have seen sales of their shot in the dark quiz game increase a thousand percent during lockdown. I haven't seen this sh- shot in the dark, so we'll have to take a look and 
maybe have a game on the next um, on the next podcast. Yeah. Um, uh, and the game is designed for all ages and has become very popular with family gatherings on Zoom and on other apps. Nice. So that's what Dave Forsdyke is sharing to make him happy uh, at the minute. Oh, what other kindness? What other good news stories have you got? Whoopsie doodle. <laughs> Whoopsie doodle. Where did Whoopsie doodle come from? No idea. It just oh. came into my head once, and now it's just like. Go on okay. After finding his African city missing from maps, Zimbabwe. Just imagine. You get up Google Maps, and where you live isn't on Google Maps. That's got to be a bit of a shocker. Go on, sorry. Zimbabwe. Imagine. <laughs> Go on. Can't work with you, can I? <laughs> two years. Anyway, Zimbabwe man creates 2,000 miles of Google Street views. Well, he did it himself. Talk to me about it. After discovering that his hometown was entirely absent from Google Street View, one man from Zimbabwe decided things had to change. When Tawanda Kanhema moved to the United States in 2009 from Harare... Harare. Harare, right. Yep, sorry. Whoopsies. <laughs> Whoopsie doodle. <laughs> Whoopsie doodle. The capital of his country, Zimbabwe. Mm. Sorry, my phone just shot again. Uh, he might have looked forward to showing people what his hometown looked at as a major African city. However, the self-described tech enthusiast discovered none of the streets and quarters of Harare, I hope I'm saying that right, I'm so sorry, yep. were visible on Google Street View. You can imagine the disappointment of noticing your home city of 1.6 million people somehow didn't exist on one of the world's largest collection of digital maps. Kanhema also realised that his entire country was absent from Street View. Okay. He further learned that a bunch of other African countries were absent as well. When you look at Street View, you're looking at this mosaic... Mosaic of images. ...that show how people live across the world, how people conduct commerce, how people get around. I found it quite jarring that a lot of the countries in the region were not on the map. Currently working in Silicon Valley, the Berkeley resident volunteered to help Google get eyes and boots on the ground in some of what Kanhammer considered Africa's techno-neglected countries. After all, travellers from around the world might like to better plan their routes through these diverse states by seeing what they look like. He wound up borrowing a 360-degree camera through Google Street View Loan Program and using it in a car as well as on the end of a four-foot rod attached to his clothing. His trip in 2018 included a safari through a national park, boating down the Zambezi River, shooting Victoria Falls, and traversing over 2,000 miles of roads in Harare and other cities. It put Zimbabwe on the map. I love it. Amazing story. And I didn't... I mean... It sounds like he had connections to Google already, but I assumed that, and, and probably incorrectly, that Google Maps covered everywhere in the world. But there, there's got to be places that they just like haven't done. Down um, giant holes. Down giant holes. Yeah. Surely those giant holes would just be a bit dark. <laughs> <laughs> so all you'd get on Google Maps is just black. All the caves. Some caves, yeah, yeah. Caves with fairy yeah. lights. I, I'm assuming, Charlotte, that your man there felt ignoring a city of 1.3 million people was 1. a bit. 6. One, I'm sorry, 1.6, <laughs> even worse. Was it was a bit more fundamental than having a shot of a cave? <laughs> I don't know. 
I mean, maybe, maybe. Maybe your man's thinking, you know what I need to do now? I need to map out all the coast. Ignore the people, where the people live in actual streets. No, we're gonna... the people now. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do caves. <laughs> we're going to cave it. Next, what have we got next? EU plans to raise $22 billion annually to protect 30% of land and oceans for biodiversity. Okay. The European Commission has made a concrete pledge to enshrine, enshrine 30% of the EU's land and oceans as protected zones by 2030. To reach this end, they plan to raise 20, 20 billion, billion euro. every year for the next 10 years from private and public sources, both the EU climate fund and national budgets. The EC believes that recovery from COVID-19 with biodiversity in mind will be key to restoring the health of both the environment and the economy. Yeah, I think, I think one of the things that might be interesting as we come out of this is the fact that maybe we will be focusing a bit more on sustainability of uh, economic and environmental and having a bit more focus on that. Um, just, just to mention, because I've just mentioned, morning Trev, hope you're doing well, mate. Um, do you want to say morning dudes? Morning dudes! Um, so we really, we really appreciate that. And Andrew Berwick has answered the unofficial obsession question of the podcast. He's obsessed with quadcopters at the minute. You know what, right? Weirdly, I, um, Sophie got a drone, didn't she? Do you remember? She got a drone. Is that the one you guys broke? Well, literally, I took it round the back where our county park is. The first flight I got it up, it crashed into a tree and never worked again. Um, <laughs> but I got really excited about having a drone. I mean, it was only a cheap kids' one, but it was it was like... It's a drone. It was a drone. Yeah, that's quite I, cool. I'm quite enjoying my wildlife photography. You are at the minute, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Can you act like you're interested in it? Or was Sorry. that more of a complete contemplative like sort of thought i was thinking about going wandering and taking pictures of butterflies funny enough trev you need to have a chat with trev because his nature photography is a bit amazing as well um have you got another have you got another this nurse didn't just create a replacement n95 mask hers filters more okay as tommy i'm butchering that that sounds tommy or Tommy Austin made her way around the COVID-19 unit in early April. She worried about how long her nurses were going to have the supplies they needed to protect them from the virus. Her, her San Antonio, Texas hospital was well stocked, but with a surge of cases expected in May, the senior vice president and chief nurse executive worried whether there would be enough N95 masks um, uh, especially with every hospital in the world seeking them. Then do you remember what a late husband always said? If you can't find something and you can't buy something, you make something. So that's what Tommy did. The nurse scientist whose resume is crammed with credentials like an MBA, a PhD and an NEABC, which apparently is a nurse executive advanced board certified, whatever that means, began building a better mousetrap. Um, in her rare free time, um, she enjoys embroidery and quilting and she made replacement masks. Love that story, because that's somebody who um, is... Oh, go on. Even after long days at her university health system job, she worked through the night to perfect her mask. She remembered her husband teaching her about the best air conditioning filters for their home 
being electrostatic. They were worth the higher price because they carry a charge that zaps more gunk from the air. So when Tom Tommy went shopping for materials for this project, she remembered the word electrostatic. At about $25 each, she bought three different filter models, cut through their paper and wire frames and got to work. Her biggest challenge was getting the mask to fit snug over the nose and mouth, but not so tight that it would damage the skin and still have to leave room for carbon dioxide to escape. For more than a week, she came home from work and tinkered practically, practically all night. Her initial $300 purchase was supplemented by another $2,000 worth of gear. As she closed in a prototype, she struggled with the final piece of the comfort safety puzzle. Then she extended the fabric on the nose and completed the, that extension. Voila. Voila. Pocket, no, more, no added bulk. It only took her 10 days to design the TM2020, uh, and it only took 24 hours and a local news story for it to become an internet sensation. But the next day, her mask had been showcased by Fox News and the New York Post. I know it's not a, I know it's not a sort of fundamental thing for a mask, but quite an attractive design. Yeah. I know I know that's like sort of not the actual job, but um, yeah, quite yeah, good. Look at some of these, they're quite pretty. They're funky, yeah. I, I, I do I do like it. I do like a funky masks. Um, okay, so so that's <laughs> now that we're done. That that's um, sorry, we're just admiring the masks on another screen. So that's um, that's what's going on in the world in terms of good news happening. And certainly I need a lot of positive news right now because there's a lot of rubbish going on in the world. Let's not deny that. Um, uh, and certainly Charlotte and I, I was speaking for myself and you can say this, um, uh, certainly abhor some of the racist um, mm. behaviour we're yeah, seeing at the minute. Um, so, so just wanted to say that. Answers to question of the podcast. So let's talk about them. Uh, we only posted it this morning. Now some, some, some of the uh, <laughs> don't worry. Some of the some of the questions of the podcast do gain imagination, and this one has gained a bit of imagination because people seem to quite enjoy it. Um, uh, so the do you want to remind people what the question of the podcast? Okay, the was? question of the podcast was if you if they made a reality TV show about your life, what would it be called? Um, I was looking at the Facebook ones, but you have turned the page off. Well, let's do the Twitter ones first. Chris Budd, friend of the show, friend and ex um, ex guest, no previous guest. We might have him, have him on again. Um, he'd uh, he'd call his um, his reality TV show career. What career? Um, Phil Billingham uh, would have his one called Are You Sure You Meant To Do That? Um, London Money said, Why don't you just switch off your television set and go do something less boring instead? Now that is from a show, you won't remember it, no. called Why Don't You, right? And that was a show that was on... We're going retro again. That was a show that was on in the 80s that was just about... Um, it was in the summer holidays, and it was just about kids going out and doing stuff instead of watching telly. Um, uh, Dennis Hall would call his one, move along, nothing to see here. Um, and Charlie Goodman would call his one, kids, this is what happens when you don't pay attention in school. Um, in addition to that, we had a... We had no, a, do you have a separate tab open? We, we, had, we had a few more. Um, Steve Stewart said, very much, he'd called the title of his show very much like his school report. No, no. 
I think it, he's saying the title of the show could be would be very much like a school report. Could have done better. Trev Robinson would have called his uh, reality TV show MASH. Uh, Vitus Tap says Snakes and Ladders. Louise McNamee said The Real Bridget Jones. Uh, Andy Ferno would call his show Needless. This is a nickname I've got along the way because I procrastinate and spend time doing needless things when I should be doing the things that need doing. Hope you're all well. Hope you're all well, Andy, friend of the show. Keep doing those needless things, because they're fun as hell. You're doing good work. Uh, Dave Forsdyke would call it the man who can't sit still. Uh, Sarah Sutherland said, that'll do. Um, (laughs) And um, Tracy um, said she'd call her one, be kind. And that, my friends, is the end of another Kindness Project podcast. Hope you have a... Oh. You're, not, you're not skipping out. Uh, hope you have a. John, you're done. You're done. Hope you have a. Hope you have a lovely Wednesday. Hope. Hope you have a lovely Wednesday. The, the good thing about doing this from the office is Charlotte's now on a roller chair, so yes. it's quite. <laughs> it's quite easy to push her out of the way. And on that note, this is the end of another podcast. No, I have a good one today. Got it. Got <laughs> the setup better be good, otherwise you're going. Where is the best place to buy chicken stock? The chicken stock market. Yeah. Hey! <laughs> and on, and on that note, um, uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>